On today's show, you are going golfing with me, <laughs> but it's definitely not what you might think is going to happen. Also, on the Pretendomatic, we are going back to talk to Ruth again. I think her story is about to take a huge turn. And of course, there's the What's It, the Random Nature Fact, the Silly Minute, and so much more on today's show. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Aguilera, and welcome to God's Great Earth. I'm so excited that you're joining me today for the episode, and I'm very excited about all the cool stuff that we're going to be talking about today. So, let's get going. Are you ready? Here we go. As always, we like to start off every episode with a brain teaser. This, of course, serves to sharpen our brains, to get us warmed up. And, of course, the cool thing is, you guys are the ones sending them in, and I thank you for sending them in. I just love getting those and reading those. And the one that's coming to us today is from Nathan E. in Connecticut. All right, here we go. What can fly but can't walk? What can fly but can't walk? Wow. All right. Well, that's pretty interesting. Of course, we'll let you think about that. Let that seep in and see if you can come up with the answer or at least some good guesses before the end of the episode, because I will, of course, come back at the end of the episode to give you the answer. Like I said, if you want to send in your brain teasers, please go to our website at godsgreatearth.com and you'll see a place right there, a form to submit your brain teasers. Thanks for sending those in. And now it is time for the greatest adventure. Our God's Great Earth adventure today is called The Short Golf Game. In the last episode, I mentioned how when I grew up, I learned that I was kind of judging the sport of golf by its outer appearance, and it wasn't very fair. When I became an adult, I was finally offered a chance to go golfing for the first time. Now, I'm not talking about mini-golf. I'm talking about real golf, complete with a bag of clubs and everything. You see, a friend had won a free Golf for Four package from a local radio station, so we set out to take our little coupon and give the game a try. I don't remember too much except that we set off to do 18 holes that day, but we had to quit after about 15 holes. You know why? because we ran out of golf balls. <laughs> I had brought about 25 used golf balls that day for us to use because I figured, okay, we'll probably, you know, lose some in the woods or in the ponds. You know, they put those throughout the course to challenge us. Somehow, we managed to lose all of them before finishing. <laughs> so, we had to just leave early. The funny thing is I totally enjoyed myself that day. Golf is not an easy sport to play, and to make things even more challenging, the course is designed to make it so hard by putting woods on either side of the course or areas with tall grass. Sometimes there are sand hazards where it's harder to hit the ball out of, and the most challenging are those water hazards. Those are like little ponds and streams that they seem to just attract the golf balls that I'm hitting. The enemy works pretty hard to put challenges in our path every single day. Sometimes he causes problems between friends or family members or problems at school. If you ever listen to the news, you can probably see how he creates problems between countries and cultures and religions. 
He wants to make us struggle, and he wants us to give up. He's our number one enemy. We mustn't let him ever have his destructive way in our life. And because it is a sinful world, we will have many challenges, so anticipate them, but confront them with God on your side. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Alrighty, it's time for the What's It for today. Of course, the What's It is the game that we play where I play a sound for you, and you try to figure out what it is. And of course, the only clue is that this sound is something that God made, something in nature. Okay, are you ready? Alright, here is today's What's It sound. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Interesting. All right. You can think about that. Of course, I will come back at the end of the episode and give you the answer. Can't wait to see what your guesses might be, though. <laughs> All righty, everyone. It's time to visit the Pretendomatic, my make pretend time machine. Bible characters were real people that lived so long ago, but are Pretendomatic. Let's us have fun pretending to go back and talk with them. Last time together, we started a pretty amazing conversation with Ruth. We need to go back now and talk to her some more. All right, let's turn on the Pretendomatic and enter the coordinates. We made it! Haha! I programmed the Pretendomatic to jump ahead a few days to find Ruth. And now that I look around, we are definitely not in Moab anymore. This is a different city. Huh. Uh. Oh, okay, there's Ruth. Let me just uh, go over and talk to her. Uh. Hi! Hi, Ruth! Hello, Mr. Rich. So good to see you again. Yes, likewise. I can see a lot has changed. Oh, yes. You can say that again a lot. Wow, cool, okay. Uh, do you have a few minutes that you could tell us a little bit about what's happened? Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, I, I guess my first comment is that you apparently decided to leave Moab, right? That is correct. A few days ago, Naomi called Orpa and I to her to tell us that she had decided to move back to her homeland in Judah. Okay, wh what did you and Orpa think about that decision? Well, it really made a lot of sense for her. She was alone in Moab. Her husband, Elimelech, had died a while ago, and her two sons as well. She had no one left in Moab, except her daughter-in-laws. Right, you and Orpa. Exactly. So it was decided that we would all go together, back to Bethlehem. The three of you. Correct. So we packed up as many things as we could, and we left to Moab. Wow, okay, cool, cool. So, you three ladies are off on an adventure, going west, down to the Jordan River and back up to Bethlehem. That's right, but that's not exactly what happened. Oh, really? Well, what happened? Well, shortly after we left, Naomi suddenly stops us. You can tell something was just bothering her. Something was, was just not right. So we asked her what was the matter. What did she say? Well, she turned to Orpa and I and said, you need to both go back. Go back to your home, to your parents. Really? Yep. Out of the blue. 
She said, May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown me and my sons. And she said she hoped we could be at peace and find new husbands. Wow, that is very out of the blue. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense though, right, Ruth? I mean, you guys were married to her sons and they've died, so that connection is kind of broken now, right? Yes, I know. But we really just felt strongly about staying with her and moving back to Judah with her. And we told her we, we really insisted on going. Mm, what, what did she say? Well, there's something about Naomi you should know. She's kind of funny. She picked a strange time to be funny. Oh, really? What did she say? She told us we needed to go back home because she wasn't going to have any more sons that could be our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that is funny. She is funny. Yes, she even joked saying even if she got married today and miraculously had two more boys, would we wait around for them to grow up? <laughs> wow. I know she was just using humor to make a point, and I get it. She just suddenly felt like she wanted us to at least try to have a chance of picking up the pieces in our own homeland and maybe possibly each someday finding another husband. Wow. Yeah. She really, really insisted that we had to return. She simply didn't give us a choice. She said, I love you, but you just have to go back to your people now. Okay, wow. Um, seems like Naomi really wants them to have the best chance at having a normal life again or something. We'll come back to Ruth in a few minutes to see what happened next. Hello, and thank you for making efforts to point your kids to Christ. I know that you're looking for various ways to connect them, so I'm happy that this show can help and be part of that. Of course, Christ-like books is another tool that you can use, and that is another one of the types of resources that we create for kids and families. I just came out with the fifth book in our Bible Time Adventure series. It's called The Faithful Slave, which you can buy on our website. If you want to just check out one of our books for free, you can. Check out the first one, Firewalkers. Visit our website and click on Free Book Offer. And I pray that this work can draw your kids closer to God. Alrighty, it's time for today's Random Nature Fact. Now, I am a big fan of waterfalls. They are so magnificent and powerful. Several years ago, I got to visit Iguazu Falls, which is in a subtropical rainforest right on the border of Argentina and Brazil in South America. They are considered one of the most beautiful and impressive waterfalls in the world. And, of course, I agree. The waterfalls are made up of about 275 separate waterfalls and cascades, and are in the shape of a crescent that extend about two and a half miles long. When you are there, you are completely surrounded by a 250 foot tall thundering wall of water, and you can hear them from miles away. On that trip, I had gone with my wife and two young boys. At one point, we took a ride in a boat that took us right to the base of the falls where we got completely drenched. I'm glad I was on a powerful boat though, that was able to give us a close look, but be able to speed away from the danger if necessary. I'm also glad I stay close to a powerful God that keeps us away from danger too. Sometimes we think, how close to a dangerous temptation can I get before getting hurt? I don't think that's a good idea. Instead, when it comes to things that will separate you from God, the 
best thing to do is to just stay as far away as possible. Always stay close to God. Alrighty, it's time for a humor break. It's time for Silly Minute. I've got three great jokes for you today sent in by Theo in Ottawa, Canada. Alright, here we go. The first one. Why did Noah never go fishing? Because he only had two worms. <laughs> it's on the ark, remember? It was two of everything. <laughs> That's great. Alright, here we go. Why was the stadium hot after the game? Because all the fans left. <laughs> it's great. Ah, Alright, here we go. Here's the last one. What did the drummer name his two twin daughters? Anna one, Anna two. Get it? Anna one, Anna two. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, those are so corny. I love it. Thank you so much, Theo, for sending that in. Of course, it's awesome to get our giggles out. And it's even more awesome for you to send us your squeaky clean jokes as well so that I can share them on the show. Just go to the website and click on the form to submit your jokes. Thank you. And now it's time for Make Your Mark. I remember history class as a review of thousands of years of wars and conflicts. Unfortunately, it seems like the wars continue today. And it goes way back too. Even the Bible seemed to be a pretty rough place. Sadly, people are so violent. Everywhere you look, it seems like there's violence. Television, movies, and music, and books. Even the video games people play today make people play in a role where they are incredibly violent in order to win. Alexander the Great. Probably heard of him. He lived around 300 years before Jesus lived on Earth. And for having lived over 2,000 years ago, he's one of the most well-documented warlords from ancient history. What was his problem, though? Why did he feel like he had to go around killing and conquering so many people? Some people are violent for no reason at all. Most of the time, the violence is just a use of force for them getting what they want. When Alexander was 10 years old, his dad bought a horse, but the horse refused to be mounted by anyone. So his dad ordered it to be taken away. Alexander, though, wanted to try to tame him. And after much persistence, he eventually did. He was a persistent kid. And there's nothing wrong with being persistent. But when Alexander grew up, he used that persistence to get his own way for the rest of his life. He turned that persistence into an excuse to be one of the most violent men of his time. And for that, they called him great. Alexander the Great. That's uh, kind of strange. You know, it does work both ways. Jesus was intensely persistent at showing his love. In a world surrounded by so much violence, I hope you will follow the example of Jesus the Great. Love is greater than war. Alrighty, let's get back to the Pretendomatic and our talk with Ruth. So, what happened? Did you and Orpa finally obey her request and return to Moab? Well, it appears that that was going to be the case. She separated our things, kissed us goodbye, and told us to return. Wow. Yeah, it was very difficult and emotional. We just knew that we would never see her again. So, what happened? 
Well, we separated our things and gave her one last hug. But something came over me. I, I don't know how to explain it, but as I hugged her, I, I couldn't let go. I realized that I had to go with her, no matter what. Wow, that's powerful. So, then what? Well, of course, Naomi resisted and said we had to go back. Back to our families, to our people, to our gods. Orpa had accepted the notion of going back, but I did not. I decided that I had to stay. But Naomi probably needs to change her mind and then let you come along, right? Well, yes, of course, she continued to insist that I go back. But something came over me and I finally said, Naomi, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. Wow. Wow. You, you actually said that. I actually said that. Aren't you suddenly quite the persistent person? That's so cool. I know, right? But I just felt strongly that her God had suddenly led me to make that decision. Amazing. So what happened? Well, I think God must have also impressed Naomi with what I said, because she finally realized and understood that maybe this was not just my idea, but that it was God's plan for both of us. Right. You definitely don't want to argue with God when he has an amazing plan for you. Right. Even though neither of us had any idea what would happen next, we had this peace in our hearts, knowing that we were doing God's will. Of course, of course. I'm assuming this is kind of the first for you, right? Yes, that is correct. I knew about Naomi's God. She spoke often of him, but I would say... It was just the other day on the path coming here that I finally had my own personal encounter with God where I decided I wanted to make him my God too. Wow, that is so cool. Just amazing. So then, what about Orpa? Orpa returned home that day. And of course, we are assuming she made it home safely. We had not traveled too far from home yet, so I think she made it back home fine. Okay, good, good, good. So then now it's just you and Naomi heading down and crossing over the Jordan River and up into Judah. Correct. We just arrived here in Bethlehem yesterday. So what was that like? Well, for me, it's a little strange since I had never been here before. But for Naomi, it was pretty exciting because even though she had been away for quite a few years, when she suddenly strolled into town, people all over started to recognize her. It must have been pretty neat to be back home again. Oh, I'm very sure of it. People were so happy to see her again. They just couldn't believe that she was back. Of course, I think it was a little hard for her too. A little bittersweet. Why is that? Well, she's back home again, but without Elimelech. Without her kids. And she's all alone. Well, with me, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm sure she really appreciated that very much. I know, you're right. But I think we both knew that even though we had arrived to Bethlehem, there were now going to be some tough times ahead. Winter is approaching soon. Harvest is barely starting now, so we have not planted any food to eat. And I'm not quite sure how we are going to survive here. Wow, well, I'm glad they've made their trip safely, but now it appears that some difficult times are ahead. We'll come back and talk to Ruth again. 
in our next episode. All right, in just a moment, we're going to go check out the answer to today's brain teaser, the what's it, and we're going to see how you do on the game show. Hello, everyone. We're so happy that you are listening, whether it's on the radio or as a podcast. The neat thing about having the show as a podcast is that we get to see more detailed reports, and I'm excited to announce that we have now just crossed over the 10,000 plays mark. I'm so happy that so many people can enjoy and be blessed by this work. Here's the thing, though. Since we are a kid's show, we have decided not to have ads during our show, which means the only financial support we rely on needs to come from listeners, who God is compelling to support this evangelism, even if it's only with $10 a month. I hope that you will prayerfully consider helping us to do this work by partnering with us. Just go to our website at godsgreatearth.com and click on support. Thank you. Okay, everyone, it's journal time. Time to get those journals out. I think it's important to keep a journal, which is basically a blank book or some pages that you can write on to keep track of your thoughts. It's like kind of like talking to God. Of course, this is only for you to see, because no one else should ever read your journal. It's just between you and God. So my journaling question for you today is, what is the most impactful thing you've seen God do in your life? Write about it, describe it, and write about how you felt. And by the way, if you're looking to have your own special journal to write in, check out our website and get your own God's Great Earth Journal. Okay, everyone, it's time for Game Show. Have you been paying attention? Of course you have. And of course, you can prove it by shouting out the answers to these five questions that I'm about to ask you. Are you ready? All right, here we go with question number one. About how many golf balls did we lose during our first golf game? That's right, about 25. <laughs> All right, let's check out question number two. What was the name of Naomi's other daughter-in-law? That's right, Orpa. Alrighty, let's check out question number three. What was the town that Ruth and Naomi returned to in the story? Very good, Bethlehem. Alrighty, we're on to question number four. Here we go. About how many separate waterfalls and cascades make up the falls at Iguazu? Yeah, about 250. Wow. All right, and our last question, question number five. True or false? Jesus was very persistent about his love for people. That's right, true. All right. Good job, everyone. All right, it's time to reveal the answer to today's brain teaser. Hopefully you've had time to think about it, and hopefully you've strategized a few answers to the brain teaser, which, of course, was sent to us by Nathan E. in Connecticut. Thank you, Nathan. All right, here we go. This is what he sent. What can fly but can't walk? The answer? An airplane. <laughs> An airplane flies but can't walk. 
All right. Thank you again, Nathan, for sending that in. That's pretty cool. And of course, remember, we are always looking for a good brain teaser. So if you have one, please send it in to us by going to our website and filling out that form. And lastly, before we finish up today, we must also reveal the answer to the what's it? What was that sound we heard? All right, of course, I will play it for you one last time. Are you ready? Okay, you are, definitely. <laughs> Here it is. Hmm, all right. Yes, okay, you are definitely ready for the answer because the answer is a spider monkey. Yeah, those little cute spider monkeys. Wow, did you get it? Oh, let's see how you do on the next episode. Well, I just can't believe that our time is up. Remember, as we learned with Ruth, it's never too late to discover and grow your relationship with God. Every day, we have a chance to grow it and make it even better. Also, we can never let our guard down because the enemy is always looking for places to trip us up and to separate us from God. So let's just avoid that by staying close to God always. And lastly, just as Jesus was persistent about loving others, let us also practice and do our best loving everyone that is around us and showing them God's love. Remember, love God, love others, and change the world. We'll see you next time here on God's Great Earth.